oh, I'm just like some Tika or Sako dude or something. N no, man, I had customs from every gun shop that you could name 15 years ago. It was all Remingtons. I thought the Tika was like a cheap junk rifle. Mm. We were going to do this event where I had to have a 7.62. I had to have a 308. I just didn't have a rifle, but I had this other Tika that would stock Master Sporter in a 308 barrel. Or I had the barrel so they could spin it on real fast. What ended up coming out is like all of my nonsense went away. Like the gun, I didn't have trigger failures. I didn't have the gun malfunctioning, no bolt binding. That kind of started. I'm like, well, this gun's awesome. And then I got another one just because it was like, well, I'll, I'll give it a try. Quickly what I found out is like, and I didn't understand at the time, was I would just buy a Tika and I wouldn't have to screw with load dev. The gun just shoots. Welcome to the Shoot Hunt Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Avery. Ryan Avery. And my color commentator today is Jake Mushady. <laughs> Are you ready? I've been ready since 9 a.m., sir. How fat is your ass today? I knew that was coming, and, I, and I, I'm embarrassed. You know, because you, you never want to say it can never happen. I mean, you know, the chances of getting violently murdered by a bunny are low, <laughs> but, but never zero. We're bringing up some straight bullshit. Dude, if it ain't hunting clothes, my wife buys who, it for who, me. But your, your wife bought that color for you? I just said, give me some Crocs. She's just way too comfortable with your gayness then. Gosh, I got a really long tongue. <laughs> She's good. We fucking good Lord. You know, I was sitting back right now, I was thinking to myself, it's already been, it's only been what, like six months? Yeah. But it's already been like kind of a... A somewhat wild six months to me because when you, you never did anything like this in your life you know we've got to talk to a lot of different people and you just hear the little quotes and the it kind of brings back memories of this and that and uh even back to when i was falling asleep when we were with you know form last time uh yes. but it's kind of cool to think about imagine imagine you know a few years from now well that's the thing be pretty crazy yeah and i like like the youtube videos and this is you kind of you don't leave a legacy i shouldn't say but you leave when, when you're dead People can still listen to your stupid ass. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, I, got, I got a question of the day from the rock slide. Mm. You getting any of them voicemail thingies yet? Uh, I got one that was weird, and I, I don't think the person, I don't, probably an older gentleman. Oh, I'm didn't know what he was doing. It was like the last part, I'll send it to you, the last part of it recorded. So, oh. so I got one. We, we're on speak pipe. So you can go to the website, you scroll down to the right hand column. It's Jake, you did it pretty freaking simple. I did. I did a test. You literally just, well, it uses, if, as long as you have, you do it from your phone, it works great because it needs mm. a microphone, but mm. uh, Forum's going to do one of those at some point just to fuck with us a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Send some shit in. We're going to play like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, fucking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. the way. <laughs> that's nice. Good Lord. Oh. Anyways, you can go there. You can leave us a recording if it's not stupid. There's, we might play it. There's no stupid people. There's just lots of dumb people, I guess. <laughs> there's that, no stupid questions. Only stupid, stupid people or dumb yeah. people. Anyways, you can go there, leave it, and if it's relevant to what we're doing, we will play it. And if mm -hmm. we hey, and if we play it, we'll send you a shirt. How about that? Hey, um, I got. Oh yeah, question from Rockside, and I never really thought about this, but I, I see the reasons why it probably won't work. But I, I got two guys that shoot a lot and reload. And here we go. This guy's asking. So, 
the title is 6UM slash PRC. And he says, private message to me, he says, simply put, can a 6.5 PRC case be used instead of a 6.5 SOM case by, for fire farming and shooting, make it into a 6UM? Yes, but you get, bottom line is you get more brass movement initially, which decreases brass life over time. So that initial punch, like the, it'll definitely go. That initial punch, though, because uh, it's a rebated rim, case taper, case body tapers real wide compared to a PRC is, you know, has a lot more angle to it. But basically, yes, but you're going to lose some brass life. We're talking like one shot, 10 shots, three I shots. I can put a fucking number. I mean, at this point, 6UM is so fucking hot. You know, you're not getting many firings out of the brass anyway. Is it really going to make a difference in the long run? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, now we got to fucking try it. But the answer is yes, you can do it. They are close. Yeah. Brass is very soft. It's very. You can do all kinds of stuff with you it. You can grab really. the fucking <laughs> neck of your 6.5 PRC brass and just pinch it in your fingers. It ain't nearly as hard as you think it is. So that 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 60,000 PSI you're about to blow through it, you know, it makes quick work of pushing that to the, all the limits inside the chamber. It's so soft that Jake gets one firing at his 300 rum. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we're actually, so it actually, it went from, it went, it dropped from 3,100 feet per second on new brass to 3,000 feet per second on reloaded, first time reloaded Oof. brass. It's because we didn't have any 300 rum ADG, so Jess reloaded those for me, and we were just shooting those uh, at the range there, fucking all the way down to 3,000 feet per second. I said, you're going to have to load me up. They would just got some new brass. So you're running like uh, 80,000 PSI, give oh, take. Well, the fucking bad action could take it. No, will, no. We so, do not recommend this on just any this. action. <laughs> so now what you need is to get the SIG hybrid brass that's got the steel base. Oh, man. Then you could run 120K PSI. <sighs> I know that Bat can take it. Yeah. They test it up to some crazy Yeah. Crazy well, it wouldn't matter because like, what gives on the actions, right, is the base web, is the web giving out, right, yeah. the case head? Yeah. Well, it doesn't happen with the metal base SIG. Then you get the, so then the bat has the one and eighth tenon thread, so you get that mm -hmm. extra meat, you know, all oh, the way around. Yeah. So that's what, that's what holds the extra pressure on the bat is the, is the extra mm. wide uh, tenon threads there. More meat around the chamber. You said meat. Meat. But yes, so, so, so you can, of course, head stamp doesn't match either way that you do it, whether it's 6.5 SOM improved or 6.5 PRC slash 6.5 SOM improved. Is this 6.5 SOM 35 degrees, 30 degrees? I don't know. I know it ends up at 40 after we improve it. <laughs> One shot will all be 40. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question, actually. I don't know how the guys about think it. about that, yeah. All right. Formality espanilio. The what? I got a question for you. <laughs> oh, my God. This, this we, had, we had a lot of good – we just released one with him, right? Yep. And it's the most downloaded podcast to date. In a 24-hour period. Just just let it just let his head get it, I'm trying to, I'm trying to not, boost him up here. By three times. Three times as much in the first 24 hours. Yeah. Because they thought it was Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm the cream of the crop. <laughs> I, I, did, I did tell you that I don't really listen to podcasts, but that's one that I'll go back and I'll go back and listen to it. Like I already pretty much knew the spill on this one, but I have listened to the one we have coming out soon. Here's a little, uh, a little uh, trailer, or I guess, uh, what do you call it, a... Preview. Preview or a, um, what we call the videos? Mine's not working. It's hype late reel. Today. A hype reel. We have match bullets coming out, and damn, there's a lot of good info. Oh, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. We have Macho Man back for another one. That's really the one I want to listen to. What was the last one that just came out about? 
Dropping scopes. Oh, you don't want to listen to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> this one, the one with the match bolts was, was good, yes. a lot of good stuff. All the terminology, the permanent wound channel and the temporary and all that good shit. That's what I want to. I think it's all made up. Yeah. Well, being that, you know. Dead is dead. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. That's mm. not necessarily true. Because <laughs> you can have dead right there or within sight, or you can have dead over the hill a mile. That's not true. the same dead. This is true. <laughs> um, since Jake's here, unknown munitions started, cut his teeth on reloading bullets. You posted up a thread. Oh, oh sweet shit. Baby Jesus. He's bring, you're bringing me into something yeah, with him? No, no, it's not. It's oh, just, no. he has a, you already know where I'm going. He posted up painless, what's it called? Painless reloading or painless? Low dev or low something dev. like that. And I want you to, to go over your, see, we can do this quick. This okay. is an easy one. Painless load dev. That thread has like 25 pages now, 20 pages somewhere. Is that the title of the thread? Painless, painless load dev. Painless load dev. Who started the thread? Act, uh, okay. Form, but he has your like he says in there. He started with your ammo and he would have quit, but for the article or for the review, he just kept going. Okay. So I thought it was relevant to everybody here. Okay. God, I'm just like a fucking genius. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> Ryan's just trying to make arguments happen left and right. No, it's not. I, I think Jake truly believes what you put down in there. He just tweet. They just tweak it a little bit. Yeah. So. All right. So the only thing I care about is in this context is uh, hitting animals, right? Lethal mm -hmm. hits. Um, I do not find pleasure in load dev. I do not find pleasure in playing with loads, seating, like none of it. So what 20 years of shooting and, and blasting showed me with all of that is once I started shooting significant shot group sizes, so 10 plus rounds, uh, minute changes in load do not have drastic effects on the precision of the gun, right? So if I shoot three round groups, I can, and the gun averages one MOA, and you guys did the podcast with Horney, same thing, so, um, and it averages one MOA, I can have a three round group as small as sub half minute to a minute and a half, almost two minutes, right? So there's huge variability in any three round group subset. We're shooting the exact same load. Well, if I go to a 30 round group, I'm not saying you should shoot 30 rounds, but if I go to a 30 round group, the variability between 30 round groups is like 1.5 to one point. It's like if the average is one minute for 30 rounds, I'll shoot some 0.9 inch groups and some 1.1 inch groups. So the the variability in total percentage is way smaller. So I get a much more precise view of what that load's doing. So you do your common load dev, which is like, oh, I start five grains under max or whatever by the book, and I get the bullet at 10 thousandths into the lands or 10 thousandths off of the lands, and I do a powder charge weight test, and I go up by two tenths of a grain or a tenth of a grain per per charge and I shoot a three shot group at 45, a three shot group at 45.2, a three shot group at 45.4, all the way up. And then I look at the best three shot group and I go, oh, 45.4 was the best. You know, my worst one, 45 was a minute and a half, 45.4 was <clears throat> 0.4. And I go, that's the best one. You could actually preface that a little bit because most guys' powder scale is not even capable of that's accurately correct. measuring to the 10th of a grade. That's correct. That yep. fucks it all up. 
Well, all of it comes in. Yeah. So one of the big things, anybody that's like listened or read, is I do not believe in adjust. I do not believe in accounting or adjusting, like introducing something that I can't adjust out. In other words, a tenth of a grain can't matter on load dev if I can't, my scale can't even read it. Mm -hmm. And if you think your RCBS charge powders, master. charge master, no. whatever's reading a tenth of a grain, you're you're crazy. No. Okay, well, then the second part to that is it doesn't even matter. So, um, when in reality, we do that, that ladder test, right, in powder, and then they do a seating depth test, and they go. And it's like, okay, so we pick this charge weight and this seating depth, and it shoots the best, and we think we have a sub-half MOA all-day long rifle. Here's the thing. If you take that exact ladder test again, and I'm speaking in generalities. Like, I've yet to see a gun that doesn't follow this. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying dozens of rifles a year. This is true. If I run that exact same ladder test again, the best load will be a different combination. Mm. If I do mm. it again, the best load will be a different combination. I can run it five times. I'll have five different combinations that show to be the best. The reason why is because we're just not shooting enough to get good data that shows us a margin of error that's small enough mm -hmm. to see it. So once I realize that, well, it become, well, then you kind of get fatalistic and go like, well, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Because if I can't see, a, if I have to shoot 100 rounds to see the difference between a true 0.7 gun and a true one-minute gun, which is it, it's probably about what it would take, dude, my barrel's shot out. I mean, that's I, I figured this out when I was shooting 300 wind mags and 300 rums a lot, 300 normas. Anymore now with building rifles, we find that, I know you know too. You can go out with the first ten rounds down a barrel, and I can almost tell you if it's a hammer or not. Hundred percent. It almost Absolutely. doesn't matter what the fucking load is because we just so we just took just six five saw improved plus P, and we have some one fifty six uh, forty eight thirty one shortcut just fire forming loads. And the first, you know, after the first, I'll call it a cleaner round, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Shots two, three, and four were below point four inches, and that wasn't even me trying to be super steady brand new rifle, whatever, and, and you know, and, and yes, it's not a 30 shot group, but being able to Good put idea. those three, you know, yep. touching each other, it's not by accident. Yep. It can't, mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes, it's not an accident. Yeah. And then you go on and we're fire forming brass and then I give it to her and she prints the same group, yeah. you know, shots six, seven and eight, whatever. Yeah. And uh, you kind of know at that point, it's not really about load development. It's about that. It's chambered well. It's a good barrel. It's so more what, than likely yeah. going to shoot almost anything that you put through. It's going to shoot well. That's very, uh, and that's what it come out to is. Yeah. I think maybe this stuff matters with some of the older cartridges. It matters are, when you're trying to get a barrel that's not meant to shoot well right off the go. bat. When you're yep. trying to fix a fucked up barrel, it requires in-depth load development. When you have a hammer of a barrel and a straight chamber and everything lines up and everything's singing, it almost doesn't matter what you throw down. Like you have a six creed more, it almost doesn't matter what the fuck you put in there. Uh, it's gonna shoot well. Just talking to him, it's like over. I said like two thousand rounds, and I you keep say saying somewhere between two and three thousand. It's gonna shit the bed, but man, it just keeps. And it's almost on. anything too. No, it, it could be RM. Hold on, how many times did you clean that thing, right? Never. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally took. This is the one we took over and shot in the shooting. Yeah, I took it off, and I was I was just asking if this is normal, and we shot four hundred and something rounds through it, and I shook it, and I would say about a thumb width carbon block fell out of the fucking <laughs> can. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was on the end of the can or the end of the barrel and by the crown. Looks like, like a volcano. Like a oh, volcano. And on the man. front, you know, like a cornice on the top of a hill. When I looked at the front cap, I'm like, 
damn. <laughs> and it just it just kept on hammering. Yeah, I don't so know. I keep being told that it, like if you don't clean a suppressor every fifty to so rounds, it'll make the gun not. It's going to blow up. Yeah, it's going to blow up. Got to clean the barrels. That can probably has twelve hundred rounds on it total. That's mm. a good day. But I keep hearing these six five or six Creed Moors. That's a good day. <laughs> these six Creed Moors, <laughs> um, they only go like fifteen hundred rounds. This thing is. I don't know. It's over two thousand easy. Mm -hmm. Still shooting. She shoots good. You can't. You can't take though. You can't take a barrel that was some factory box ammo shot a two inch ten shot group right. And you can load develop some of that away. Oh, it's not can. just a true two inch cone of fire. No matter what you do, no, you can get some of that out of there. So the and so what it comes out to is like what resulted was the thing that actually it's funny right because. You can read and listen and think like, oh, I'm just like some Tika or Sako dude or something. No, man. I had customs from every gun shop that you could name 15 years ago. It was all Remingtons. I thought the Tika was like a cheap junk rifle. Mm. We were going to do this event where I had to have a 7.62. I'd have to have a 308. I just didn't have a rifle, but I had this other Tika that would stock Master Sporter in a 308 barrel. Or I had the barrel, so they could spin it on real fast. What ended up coming out is like all of my nonsense went away. Like the gun, I didn't have trigger failures. I didn't have the gun malfunctioning, no bolt binding. That kind of started it. I'm like, well, this gun's awesome. And then I got another one just because it was like, well, I'll, I'll give it a try. Quickly what I found out is like, and I didn't understand at the time, was I would just buy a Tika and I wouldn't have to screw with load dev. The gun just shoots. Like I could just throw any decent load in them and they would shoot. Before that, I'd get reasonably accurate, not fucking quarter inch all day. No, no, no. Yeah. Again, we're talking like ten to twenty round groups of like. Mm. So if you got a half inch gun, a half MOA gun, you're like, my gun is a half MOA for three round groups. If I do my part, it's always if I do my part. If you shot that gun for thirty rounds in a machine, it's probably a two MOA gun. Like that's what it what reality. It's like three times, three point two times your three your your good three shot groups or your I don't want to say your best, but kind of the ones you want to talk about, that's the real precision of the gun. At at bare minimum. At best, right? So um so I started doing it. Well then you figure out like good barrels, screwed on tight and straight, chambered correctly. In a embedded or correctly fitted to a stock, they just shoot. They're not picky at all. You know, the last gun, like I got that pre-64 model 7270, that thing is, I want to throw, I mean, I love the gun, but it annoys me. It doesn't want to shoot. It'll shoot good some days, not shoot good the other days. It'll shoot this one bullet at this one speed, but it's not the bullet I want. And it's not even a bullet that's suitable for what I want it to do, Right. And I, it just reminds me of like what a picky, finicky gun is. So you take your gun that was two MOA and you're trying to get it down to one-ish MOA. If, let's back up to kind of make this to your question. So I get a gun, I'm gonna shoot. So first thing I do, make sure there's nothing obstructing the bore. If I'm loading for it, I pick the bullet, the powder. And that's just what bullet do I really wanna use? What powder generally works with the cartridge, right? Oh, I'm shooting a 300 Win Mag, H1000. Stop being silly, right? You're shooting a 6.5 Creedmoor, H4350. We don't, you, a 308, shoot bargain, right? There's these these powders you just know are going to work, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think the one I started the thread with was a 6XC. 
I've never loaded for a 6XC. When we had that gun spun up, you sent me a box of ammo. Mm. I think the the 10 round group was like sub one inch. Sub point, one ammo. It's at point seven. Yeah, it was fine. Like had it just been for that and that was the bullet, we I was I would have been totally okay with the bullet, but we were trying to see what the detacks would do. I would have stopped, right? That was there. probably one oh five hybrids Burgers. and Varget. Yep. Okay. Yep. Shot fun. Mm. Um, but we needed to shoot the detacks. Be before you go on with that, how far once you got that, because you said you validated it, how far would you hunt with that? How far would you shoot hunting with that? Just that with load you got that, real quick. Yeah. That 105 burger? Yep. Just with the 0.7 group, you said you validated oh, there's, it. Oh, there's, it, it, we're going to run out of terminal velocity. There's no precision problem. Yeah. So yeah, that, that bullet I performance. The bullet Trailer. performance is what's going to limit. But I'm saying how that, quickly you became came to that conclusion that group was, that gun was going to shoot so that it, stuff shit. So at I, distance. I think so. I've, I've stated my load dev process, quote unquote, um, is somewhere between... 19 and 25 shots i am done and zeroed and trued out to 1100 with most guns from mm -hmm. start to finish like it's not 30 rounds so like that gun i wanted i needed to shoot 105 det or 115 detax uh i couldn't find the powder i wanted to use which was reloader 23 but i found um oh what is it 4461 imr not 4461. Uh, 4416? No, it's one of their Endurons. Oh, it's 4451. And there's another one. 4116. 4166. Yep, 4166. 4166. So the burn rate looked we, good. We got there. Sorry, yeah. I can't wait to see you guys to see how much I care about It's because about they don't nonsense. make those no more, <laughs> so they're right. not fresh on my... So IMR 4166 showed up good in 243 win and 65 Creedmoor. Well, 6XE slightly smaller. Mm. I'm not telling anybody to do this. I there's I couldn't find any data on it, but it looked good in those. Well, I looked at the percentage of difference, like the grain difference between a six Cre six Creedmoor on average with the same bullet, with powders that I could find in a six XC and saw that they were you know three quarters of a grain different basically. Mm -hmm. So I went five. I think I went actually like two grains under under what I thought max would be. So first off, I, I poured the powder, I seated the bullet long, colored the bullet with a Sharpie, put it into the chamber, right? You, then you see the lands are marked on it. Seated the bullet deeper. I kept doing that until I no longer had any contact. I don't care how far it is from the lands. As soon as I know, I just write on the box, this is my max overall length with this bullet. And no, I'm not using a comparator. I'm just using overall length, right? Because I, I'm not trying to be, you know, nine thousandths away from the freaking lands and grooves because that's going to change as i shoot the gun anyways so with that one i don't as long as i know the max then i went and seeded it to sammy spec which was 2760 i think 2.760 because i need it to feed in magazines all magazines so i seed it to sammy i fired that round in the dirt zero pressure signs you could even tell by recoil it wasn't hot i added a grain fired it I added a grain, fired it. Uh, it's manually finding pressure. Yeah, which yeah. is not a great way to do it, but I have no other way to do it. Mm. So then I, it, everything was fine. Extraction, ejection, there's no marks whatsoever. But I was at what I thought max would be. So I said, screw it. So I think this is, I think I ended up firing three shots with that gun. I might have only fired one tester, but I can't remember. But I think I loaded 19 rounds at that load. Went up to the range, 
four sided the gun. I think I shot nine shots. Those nine shots went to like 0.7 or 0.8. Adjusted the turret. I think I shot one shot. I'm, I'm going off memory here. Shot one shot and then just turned 90 degrees to 1,055. Came up in the ballistic app what I thought the what I thought the muzzle velocity would be. Had no clue. Just guessed at it. Shot one or two shots. Adjusted off of that and hit the plate like four or five times in a row at that. It took me 19 or I can't remember if it was 19 or 22 shots total to go from brand new gun to the gun is true to 1,055. Then I hunted with that load. I'm still shooting that exact same load. That load has not shot a 10-round group over .92, and it has killed out to 970. And we've shot it with first-round impacts on 15-inch and smaller targets to 1,474 meters, not yards. So over 1,500 yards. Um, I did the exact same thing because then it became, because people kept asking me how I do load dev. I did So that's kind of why I did the thread because I also had a buddy that was thinking I was crazy that this would never work. And I'm like, dude, I've been doing this for 10 years. This is how I do load dev. So then I did the exact same thing with the gun. I just changed powder and I did reloader 23 with the same bullet, same thing, same result. Then I did with 112 grain match burners, exact same process. And I used two different powders with that, same result. Then I did 108 ELDMs, same result. 106, I, I might've not passed the 10, or posted the 106 tap bullets because you can't get them. But a 106 Hornady bullet, same results. A 103 ELDX, same results. Like the largest that thing is shot for 10 rounds is 0.92 at 100. Mm. The is smallest is sub 0.4. Well, so when you go, okay, it's a good barrel. So then in the thread, I took a 6.5 Sauer, Sauer 100, their cheap rifle, the equivalent of a Tika. Same exact process, biggest group I've shot for 10 rounds is 1.2. With two different bullets, four different powders. Mm. Then I took a, a Saco 300 Wind Mag, did the exact same thing. The 223 did the exact same thing. Two different 308s, exact same thing. So... To your point, it becomes a good rifle is not picky. If it is finicky, one, I don't want it. And so what you what you get with like when you start checking like differences in real loads when you're shooting large group sizes is in order to see the difference between a 0.7 gun, say it's 0.7 for 10 rounds, I'm just using that as an example, and a 1.1, I got to shoot 30 rounds, 30 to 50 rounds. I can't do it with five round groups, can't do it with 10 round groups. The variability between each group's too much. If, if I shoot and that gun doesn't like that bullet or powder combination, if I walk out, because for me, it's all based on, it's got to shoot good. It's got to shoot to the point I need it to shoot to have, excuse me, to have the hit rate I want at distance, which goes into the WES calculator. And so in mountainous conditions, and we talked about this a bunch, if you're putting legitimately your extreme spreads are 1.5 or under, you are not missing in real world conditions on a deer because of precision of the gun. Now, people hear say that. Say that one more time. If your extreme spreads, so the difference, so let's this, take. This is group size extreme group spread, size, not extreme velocity. Spread, not no. velocity. No. So if you, let's take a 6.5 PRC at 600 yards on a 12 inch plate. 
147 grain ELDM, so a fantastic BC bullet. And let's say you have calm conditions, really calm conditions, which is you can call wind. It's a it's an error rate of wind call. Really well-trained shooters in broken terrain, like y'all's picture here, is plus or minus two mile an hour. So 90% of the time, they're going to call the wind within two miles per hour. So they might call it at 10 and it's really eight, or they might call it at 10 and it's really 12 kind of thing, right? The difference in hit rate between 1.5 MOA and 1 MOA is less than 5%. Now, people go, oh, that's 5%. It takes a lot of real shooting and variable conditions to see 5%. Mm -hmm. Anything less than 5% is a complete waste of your time. You can't see it. So I think when we did it on rock slide, I think it was like 3.8 or 4.8% between one point, might've been 1.6 and one MOA. From one MOA to half MOA is less than half a percent because we missed the largest source of error. The largest source of error is we suck. The next largest source of error is our gun didn't stay zeroed. The next largest source of error is we can't call the wind. When you guys are using that WES calculator, you you put in a measurement for the kill box on whatever animal you're... So you can put whatever size target. Yeah. Like 10 inch. Yep. yep. You okay. put whatever size target you want, whatever range you want. You put in your exact load data, your your atmospheric conditions, the standard deviation of your velocity, um, the precision of you like ranging. Like people think, oh, I got a range finder. I know the range to within a yard. Like we've seen that. I can show that. In real world, plus or minus five yards. If you're using a ballistic, if you're using a laser range finder, if you've zeroed it, because mm. when you look in that reticle of that range finder, the laser isn't hitting the exact center. Like now you have the Revic, which I think is pre pre calibrated, mm -hmm. and then you have the Sig that you can adjust as the user to move the box so the the laser's inside the box, right? But the laser I used, the binos I used forever. The laser was actually at six o'clock on the circle in the very bottom. So if you ranged a target, you'd range under it every time if it was in mm -hmm. broken terrain. So plus or minus five yards. So you, you can put all these in. You can put literally everything. You know the temperature with to, I know the temperature to within five degrees. I know the temperature to within a tenth of a degree. Humidity, you put in all of it. And the extreme spread you put in is based on couple of different ways but it's based it's it's based on 95 percent probability so a 30 shot group 30 shot extreme spread group size so when you put in oh i got a half moa rifle i can say i've never seen a center fire gun that's a half moa for 30 shots i'm sure it exists i've just not seen one mm. how many seen, exist for have you seen one exist at 10 shots yeah uh, so I've had, I have personally had three guns and everything I've ever shot that were legitimately on demand sub half minute for 10 rounds. <laughs> That's out of probably 50 guns, including from the best barrel makers made. Now people go, well, that's because you don't do load dev. Okay. Hmm. Not sure. <laughs> the thing on that, <clears throat> talking about your load dev and a 0.7 is there's a, it's, I want to link it in this podcast because I put the Wes to it on the guy because he had very meticulous guy, very what I, I don't know the guy personally, but seems like meticulous shooter. I put the Wes to it. I put the Wes <laughs> to it. The uh, <laughs> he had a point eight gun, five mm -hmm. shots, and he did it a couple times. Mm -hmm. 
And he, and I believe I'm, this was this thread's like two or three years old, maybe even more. I believe he shot it back to back, point eight five mm -hmm. shot groups, and I believe he was at thirty something rounds at that point. He went and shot another hundred rounds to get this magical point five. Mm -hmm. But I believe when I put in the parameters, I don't remember exact parameters on Wes, he went from like 94% to 93%, from a 0.8 to a 0.35. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he had to spend 100 fucking rounds to get there. Oh, yeah. And by the way, he better be able to call wind within a quarter mile an hour over mm -hmm. broken terrain. Because if not, that just totally shattered your hit rate. So my point is, is we chase our tail a lot. And we don't actually do the things that matter, like getting out there. You got a .8 gun. Let's go shoot it in the wind and figure out what we really can do. Well, we saw this. So it's a .8 gun, right? What happened when we took the 10 shooters and we just had them shoot a shot, break position, go back down to prone or on the sandbag, shoot a shot for 10 rounds and it'll grow? How many people were sub-2 MOI? I think there's two of us, wasn't there's there? There's two of you. And yeah. two dudes that are can shoot legitimate. It's not just shoot. They've been – you guys were specifically – practiced and trained to be able to do that like you saying oh i shoot a lot i can shoot is not the same thing i've yet to see somebody be able to do that it, there's a process to learn to build the position identical every single time to shoot so you took these good dudes who could shoot 10 rounds into 1.1 1.2 right half moa 10 round guns are rare let's say they're one moa shooters their groups are when you break position 10 times, and I'm not talking about, there's no time. You can take as much time to rebuild it. They're two and a half, three MOA shooters. That same exact gun, they just laid down and shot 10 rounds in one MOA, one inch, conveniently isn't perfectly centered over the aim point. As soon as we let the gun cool and they need to do 10 separate break and builds into that same position, they're now three MOA shooters. Mm. There was one that was six. There's one that was six. There's some <laughs> couple horrific sure. ones. Yeah. Well, mm. and it goes in because of the Wes and because of that, like we were talking earlier, I can be as detailed as anybody, but when you see it enough, you start realizing like I'm I'm tripping over $100 bills to pick up fractions of a penny, right? I don't, I'm not missing because my load would shoot a little bit better at 20,000 off versus 25,000 off. That's not why I'm missing an animal. I'm missing because I yanked the hell out of the trigger. I, I didn't build a correct position. I let the rear bag slip when it fired. Or the one that doesn't matter that nobody can affect, I couldn't, I can't call the wind to within a tenth of a mile an hour. The best wind callers on earth in broken terrain are at the mid ranges, like six, seven, 800 yards or plus or minus two, the best ones. And if you're not shooting competitively and winning, and in those conditions and in the mountains constantly, you're not calling wind if there's any wind at all to within two miles an hour. Mm. Let, me, let me back up because everything can be taken as an absolute. The amount of people that can do that is extremely few. It's extremely few. And they specifically train to do that. So they go out of their way to constantly be practicing that. And I still hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. No absolutes, but they're, <laughs> it's close. Well, everybody says they can do something until they step on the range, and then they can't do it, and they either stand there befuddled, I mean, you've seen this enough, mm -hmm. or they make excuses for why it didn't happen. That's, I wanted to make, like I said, 5 o'clock, and we're at the 5 o'clock mark, but I do, <laughs> I do want, 
I want a few short and sweet ones because you get four of them on and sometimes they're two and a half hours and people got to rewind, start again, rewind, start again. We got to take fucking notes and shit. I don't like fucking taking notes. That's clear. <laughs> I, want, I want to talk about these real quick because by the time we, oh. by the time this comes out. Well, hold on. I got a question. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that, Jake? Um, as a as a shooter that only expects the best of rifles, in other words, they're not picky. Yeah, uh, doing low development in sub twenty rounds is easy enough. I think you, if you pick known quality components, like it's like cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, the better ingredients make the better food. Yeah. So if you pick a six XC and you put Varget and a one hundred five hybrid in there, and you put it at the right length and mm-hmm. distance off the lands and it's pretty hard to mess up there are some six dasher loads six br loads like you said creedmoor takes 4350 and if it's a mm-hmm. 147 ELDM, it's pretty hard to fuck up yep no, okay. uh, i was <clears throat> i was six shots in on that six um this latest one mm-hmm. 16 and a half inch barrel mm-hmm. and i already know it i already know it's going to shoot yeah you already know it's going to shoot so yeah. if, you, if you always use the best components in your ammo and you always expect the most of your rifle in other words if it's picky you kick it to the curb then yeah it's very easy to do load development because technically well, you're not developing a load you kind of just proof in the gun and make sure it ain't proof in the gun so yeah. the the key to that because people will hear that and be like i could shoot six rounds and no more no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah so one you can shoot yeah two you have good components and three the difference is because of your knowledge overall you're seeing a pattern that happens in those first six and you also don't just stop there no no i knew the xc i knew the xc was going to shoot in first three Mm -hmm. rounds they went sub point one i'm like oh we're done oh yeah Yeah. but i still fired a group to make sure right yeah yeah yeah. i'm not shooting six but it was funny because nick walked over nick does load dev yeah he walked over he goes oh yeah you're gonna be fine i mean just looking at it one time He's like, oh, that gun's going to be It's just fine. like the Salmon Proof. Yeah. I mean, I think if, you, if you've if shot enough brand new barrels, it doesn't matter what the cartridge is. If you've been through enough brand new barrels on rifles to see what it does right yep. off the bat, then you kind of, you kind of like, it, yeah. you got to, you got to, you know, you get a little, yep. you get a little movement, well, you movement in the crotch area. You're like, ah! it, it wiggles a That's little. It's a fucking hammer. Well, it goes back to like, back when I was helping you load dev, that Christensen Arms, the first, the guy that missed the elk that one time, mm-hmm. I don't remember the dude's name, mm-hmm. but it was a Christensen Arms Carbon. Mm-hmm. The first trip out, I was like, Oh fuck this! And I thought to myself, "We're gonna need a new barrel." Yeah. But you wanted to play it out a little. Mm-hmm. But in the end, you had to put a new barrel on it. Yeah. You're like this motherfucker. There's three together, and then there's one two and a half inches out. Yeah. Like that ain't good. That's, that's also why fix. we don't take. You know, and it's not just because it's not just the Christensen thing. It's really if a guy sends us a rifle for load development, mm-hmm. it's 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 either because it's a real nice rifle that he wants to spend and he wants it to be the best it can be, or it's because it's a big fucking turd and he can't get it to shoot. <laughs> and then we say, yeah, we'll take it. And then I basically told you, yes, we're going to get it to shoot. So then when yeah. it doesn't, it all kind of falls on us. So that's why we don't do that. No and more. I'm not picking on Christian. They're not, yeah. a, there's no barrel that's immune to it. I mean, at barrel maker, they yeah. can all have a dud. Yeah. Oh, I've had one of the, what most people would consider the best barrel maker on the planet. Mm-hmm. The only, oh, it can happen. One of the only true turd of a barrels was theirs. They, I mean, they were fine with it. They made it right. But it, and it yeah. wasn't, it shot like a hammer. It was actually one of the guns that shot sub half minute for 10. It just lasted 400 rounds, and I was missing inches of rifling at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, and there are some cartridges, you know, when we talk about load development, that are notoriously easy to tune. Correct. There are notorious cartridges like 28 Nazar that's almost like a go, no go. It either it either hits right off or it's a really bad one. You don't you almost can't load develop 
a turd 28 nozzler. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult. 300 Normas, tuned really easy. The six BR shapes, all the Creed mowers, um, 308, 185 well, juggernaut with fucking bargain. All the new cartridges that are personified by Hornady, not yeah, the, the, the PRCs. But their chambers are cut correctly. The That's same respect. They get to design the bullet and they get to yeah, design Sammy. the cartridge, yep. you know, and you're kind of making everything match together with a yeah. given length. And uh, and we like we just learned well, from Hornady on the podcast, they don't really do low development. They get more, to design yeah. all the components. Yeah. And well, the other <laughs> piece to that is okay, you get a gun and it goes from two MOA to half MOA with five thousandths different in seating depth. Mm. Okay, it's a three hundred it's a three hundred nozzler. W- what do you do in fifty rounds when it's now your seating depth, your distance from lands is different because mm. you've worn the throat out. Well it's fucking picky. And at that, that point, like you said, you got you that. gotta kick it. It's buy a new barrel. Barrels you do the math, that's the the point like earlier that I was getting to. If I get something and it doesn't shoot the first bullet, I change bullet or powder. Mm-hmm. Or I'll do both just to be sure. If it doesn't shoot the second combo, mm-hmm. I get a new barrel. Yeah. Because I'm going to spend more than $400 in, in components trying to get it to work, and I'll hate the thing when and, it's done. And that's where load development also comes in because a barrel may not be picky so much, but maybe the guy had to have the 188 Hammer Hunter because he's yep. in California. And and not that that's a difficult bullet to tune, but you know, not every bullet powder combination agrees yep. with every rifle. So we, we use load development to let a shooter shoot what they want to shoot. Yeah. That there's a <clears throat> gun writer that always has the term uh, inherently accurate. Mm-hmm. What's it, your what's your thoughts about? I mean, well, like you I brought up the PRC stuff, but it's always right around the 308 or the fucking I don't think a 306, but like a nine millimeter. Inherently accurate is that is that a true statement? It's like a, it's like a Honda Civic type of thing. You know, there are there are hot rod, there are Ferraris, there are yeah. 454 blown. 70 Camaros, you know, and they're just, so you have the ones that are very dependable, very reliable, very uh, middle of the road ish. They're not high performance, easy to steal. Yeah, those tend to be, <laughs> those tend to be the easy buttons. Well, like a like, 20 Nosra is fucking high performance. You could use the overbore calculation too, just to figure out how, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you stick in the middle of the road, th- th- well, things tend like, to be a little so, safer. Because people complain, right? There's this whole, the Creedmoor was marketed and hyped 6.5 Creedmoor out of control. It really wasn't. Show me where all this marketing from Hornady came from. They put an ad in a magazine. You mean like every other company for every other cartridge? Mm-hmm. I heard, I was reading something the other day that over 95% of rifles reviewed yeah. online and for magazines mm-hmm. are 6.5 Creedmoors. Mm-hmm. Is that because Hornady is giving free ammo? No. Mm-hmm. Is it because the manufacturer is giving, they want to shoot 6.5 Creed more? No. It's because when you go to give it, it's your highest, it gives the best chance that that gun is going to shoot well. Because <laughs> that cartridge designed with that chamber and that loading typically shoots well. Mm-hmm. Because what what you used to do with a custom barrel, custom chamber, reamer, all of it, what you used to have to do for a 260 Remington to get it to shoot well that's a six five creed more from the box. Done for you. Yeah. 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 But you're right. If, if marketing worked, the thirty nozzle would be awesome. You don't fucking hear the thirty nozzle anymore. Yeah, I mean, heck, all their stuff's kind of dying, isn't it? Yeah, twenty eight mm-hmm. nozzles hanging in there. I think seven PRC is really going to give seven SOM and twenty eight nozzle a run for its money this this next couple of years. Well, I mean, Horn, give Hornady the credit. They made they sammied these little perfect little. Well, and they also do something that Nosler doesn't really do, and that's they actually supply ammo that you can buy. Mm. Yeah. Like when I go to when I go to any gun shop right now before the guns were even available, 
you could buy seven PRC but like I saw my first box like before the guns were available they did a good job we talked with it well the marketing dude was on there they basically sent out packages to different builders yep. you know he kind of had to be on his list and what I asked him why didn't I know he was <laughs> <give> package <laughs> like well I didn't know about you guys and we weren't yeah we but weren't. you don't hear a 26 nozzle you don't hear a 30 nozzle you don't hear a 33 nozzler you hear 300 PRC 65 PRC six, mm. seven PRC yeah there's a reason they're inherently accurate <laughs> and, and to go and to go go back with a little bit on the load development is now now we're validating at 650. Yeah, if he thinks the load is doing well at 100, yep. we don't just stop there. Always validate at distance because that load can go to shit at distance. So that's an interesting thing because that goes in. So my my goal with when I do load development is I've said it before. I would rather my ammo come 20 round to a box, 840 to the can, right? <laughs> 1680 to the case. Yeah. yeah. I don't care about it. I will take a no kidding one and a half MOA that I can just pull it out of the box versus a half MOA that I have to load. <laughs> I don't care. But because everybody asks, well, I don't chrono. Nope, I don't chrono anymore. Why? Because I got to true it anyways. Truing what I've seen in the field, shooting a, like guns over and over and over again, is when I go out and I true it. So I use the drop with a scope that I know tracks correctly, adjusts correctly at distance. There's no weirdness. If I take the velocity and I put that in the computer and then I try to make it match up, I spend there trying to spin my tails of figuring out why I'm two-tenths of a mil off at 900. Mm. So I just bypass that. The other thing that I have not seen, and people will argue this. You also have enough knowledge to roughly guesstimate the velocity. Oh, I just that, totally, that, yeah. That, I, that takes some skill. Yeah, back. 100%, right? Like if you don't know, I mean, I, I can you can almost give me any cartridge and a bullet and a barrel length and I'm gonna be within 100 feet per second, mm. right? Uh, and I don't mean that. I just shoot them enough, right? So, but if you don't know, having a good idea of your velocity is a good thing. Mm. I just, I don't get overwhelmed. Like, the large enough data set, it includes velocities, too. So, if you shoot three rounds and you're like, oh, man, I'm at 2850 with SD of two or, or you know, a standard DV or extreme spread of nine. No, nah, shoot 30 rounds and find that number mm. just gets nasty, right? Mm. The other thing, and I wanted to ask you about this, but... I have yet to have a gun that shot, if it will hold 10 to 20 rounds in a certain group size at 100, it holds the same group size at 300, and it mm. holds the same group size at 600. Okay. I have not personally had a gun that does legit 10 rounds in a .8. Mm. Turn into a two MOA gun at six hundred. I think the difference is is we're not shooting ten shot groups during load dev normally through the yeah. through the custom rifles and yeah. it's really so it's almost a validate it's almost like a ten shot validation. We're doing it with six rounds. We're doing it with three rounds close and three rounds far. Yeah. Is that like if you say you shoot six hundred fifty or six hundred and you said what is it? It ten rounds is eighty five percent. What's the term? Probability. Yeah. Probability. Give or, give or take about eighty five percent. Can you shoot three or five at six fifty and that True it, yeah. To no. That percentage like changes. No, no it's it work. No. It's worse because you have more errors. Statistically, yeah. it gets worse. So and and you see it right. You can cheat just like we just talked about. Yeah. Bet, uh, shoot more and learn what really happens without getting mired in the weeds of the small details that don't mm -hmm. have an effect. But the more you know, the less it takes. So I can get or, it. Or the more you're you're willing to accept because you know it doesn't have a huge effect on that. That's right, right? So and that's kind of goes in the same thing. So like I've I mean I've shown this, right? I can I can take a gun that's never been shot and in five rounds 
I can be hitting tar- a 12 inch plates at four and 500 yards mm-hmm. on six, seven, eighth round, right? I'm not, there's no way you should be doing that. That's just, I can look at it and be like, yeah, we're okay. But I'm also like, if I miss by a tenth of a mil, I see the impact before it's hit. Mm-hmm. I can adjust and hold off really quick. My goal when I do all this is to is really to limit the amount of rounds I spend in getting the rifle ready to use. I don't want to spend 50 or 80 rounds trying to test it. I want to spend mm-hmm. 10 and be done. Mm-hmm. And it takes a little bit more rounds in the very beginning, but that 20 rounds in the front end means you don't shoot the 50 rounds in the back end. Let it out, Ryan. Because well, I'm devil's advocate. When I started getting into shooting... I would shoot three round groups, you know, and I got them around a half inch. I would go up to this place. I had a rock. It was 800 yards. It was mm-hmm. a minute rock. And I always thought if I hit that rock, I'm good to go. Not just once. Usually shot it three or four times. Mm-hmm. And I'd go hunting. And out to a long ways, it never really failed me. Yeah. So was I just getting lucky? No, probability. I guess. I mean, it's. It's hard for us to accept that everything's a probability. Right. Right. So there is no 100%. There is 10 yards broadside, bench rest gun. If you shoot a million of those shots, you're going to miss one of them. That there's no 100%. And as soon as we accept that, then we can start looking at it in a functional manner. What's the probability of the shot? So, I mean, I've said this before because people talk about, oh, you think everybody should shoot 50 round groups? No. It's about knowing what the gun does. I have killed significant amount of deer probably 10 to 12 where the bullet that came out of the gun was the first one ever fired out of the gun that killed that deer because i was shooting deer at 30 or 40 yards and i can bore sight a rifle with to within about an inch at 50 yards now am i telling you don't shoot your gun before you go kill a deer no it's just saying that if i'm shooting deer at 50 yards who cares like there's a really wide margin there's of a error. huge margin of error yeah. right so if you take a good gun, because you, you were shooting good guns, you weren't shooting like a Remington ADL from the 90s, nope. right? So you're shooting a good gun, you shoot a couple of three-shot groups, you can have a huge variability, and you think it's a half-inch gun and it's really a 1.7-inch gun. Again, we're back to hit rates. It just doesn't Correct. matter, especially Correct. on an elk. I go to 800, I hit the rock a few times. Why do we miss? We suck. We don't have a zero. By you hitting the rock mm-hmm. even a couple of times, you've got, I got a zero. So you, even if you're uh, a you quarter MOA suck, or half MOA off in much. your elevation, okay, at 800, a half minute is four inches, give or take, right? right. It's right at four inches. Right. An elk is 30 inches from back to brisket. Yeah. So it's like, again, it's not me saying that giving an excuse for doing lackadaisical, it's the targets are really big. They're big game because they're big. So we get away with a lot. The issue becomes when you start shooting a lot, you start missing when you shouldn't have. Yes. Right? And it might only be one out of 10 or one out of 20 animals that you miss. And if I'm going to be honest in there, there was some misses. There was some, <laughs> some especially fucking high misses. And, I, and at the time, I wasn't really putting together, but it was definitely rear bag. Or angle up and down. It wasn't necessarily angle. It was definitely the back The back end mm. the gun was dropping. And like I think Forum said it all times, if we miss, chances are we're missing high. Mm-hmm. It's a... We shoot a lot of animals. We shoot a lot of animals in wind. Barring absolute rank beginners, I'm talking about people that just don't know how to shoot, which we try not to take hunting. Um, anybody that's just been practiced with us for a day, we don't miss wind calls. Like, it's super rare to miss wind, even in some really bad wind. 
When we miss, it's slightly higher, slightly low. And it's usually because we get an updraft or a drown draft we can't see, or they relax on the rear bag or they got a slight flinch. And everything you do with stock design, basically with these guns, if you flinch, the rear end of the gun drops and your round goes high. That's mm -hmm. why you see, when you see misses, it's almost, it used to be everybody missed high because they were subconsciously holding higher than they should have at mid range, like when they're just using duplex reticles. But at long range, we dudes are typically missing high, and that's why. Mm. Are you drinking that fucking sparkling water uh, right there? I don't want to drink any more energy, and they didn't have anything else, so I was oh, trying to get it down. It's a uh, peach pear. LaCroix. LaCroix. Luke brought that shit in. Filled that damn fridge up. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking, <laughs> yeah. guy's special. All right, we got to talk about these rings real quick. Okay. We have some new UM... What are, what are these babies called? They are, the, they are the reincarnated rings. Uh, we're calling them premier rings. It's basically, we, we took the hinge rings, we took the hinge away. They still have the same look. We're going to do some serious drop testing on video tomorrow and uh, make sure they pass with flying colors before they hit the shelves. And when will they be ready to sell? Um, assuming good results this week, we'll be delivering end of October. And they are up for back order at the moment, even though... Like I said, they got to pass with flying colors before they hit the shelves, so we will know soon enough. What's with all these uh, tikas I see getting built around here? <laughs> you started this fucking trend, man. It's, they're coming out of the woodworks. Oh, custom tika, custom tika. Hold on, Jake. I got to do this to you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> One of the first podcasts I listened to, you said you would never do tika prefits. Uh, we still haven't done one yet. Okay. We haven't done one yet. I'll say that, but we will. I, and that's, you know, we've done, so we've chambered enough barrels on Tika. Yeah. Now my guys tell me basically headspace always ends up plus or minus a thou. Yeah. And that's good enough to do a prefit. Yep. So that's the reason yeah. why. So I, I would say yeah. that I, I, I didn't think that Tika was made well enough for a guaranteed headspace. I think you were doing the right thing anyways, till you know it is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They've done enough now where they're, they're yeah. very confident. Yeah, well, I still buy this. You got to listen to the machinists because they're picky as fuck, and you know you want. Yeah. You know, that's on them, anyways. Mm -hmm. I ain't no gun plumber. I'll just get gunsmith barrels. So I, we'll I know a some, guy. I fucking know a guy. I'll <laughs> post some video. We'll do some story videos and stuff tomorrow once we start shooting with those. I like them. They're sexy. Four ounces with the level. Four and a half ish ounces with the level. Yep, and they're fucking beefcake. Form will do oh, his uh, due diligence on them. Machine titanium recoil lugs now. A little bit of an upgrade there to make up for the hinge. The hinge rings, if you guys haven't, so I, I gave the go-ahead on production because we drop tested my 33XC. Uh, lo and behold, there were some issues. One issue with the hinge, one issue with the clamp. I had pushed for so many revisions. Revision, 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 and I thought the hinge ring was going to make it, and I learned some very expensive lessons that won't be uh, soon forgotten from that situation. So... Matt, the first production piece that I saw, he's like, I'm sending these to form. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> I don't made, know if that's good which or bad. Made my, it made my heart warm. <laughs> well, the you know, the Tika rings have done phenomenal. In fact, now we're on Amazon. We just had our first sale on Amazon, oh, which is yeah, pretty badass. I no. shouldn't have said that. Well, but you get a little bit better shipping on Amazon. Yeah, and damn, it's like, how long is that going to last? Because it's got to be underneath the air gun, correct? Is that how that works? It's gonna it's gonna stay. No, no, I don't mean for just us, but uh -huh. totally. It's just seems like yeah, a fucking wordplay. Right. Yes. 
Yeah. Did you but know that? It's working. <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, and I saw a fucking muzzle break one day. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Amazon just wants more sales, I guess. You guys got anything else? I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited to test the rings. There's another ring set that we already have planned coming after these. More of a $130 price point. We're going to call them the core rings, but a, a slimmer, basic down, you know, no kind of level ring. Or are they going to be real happy tomorrow or kind of sad? I think we're going to be okay. They, there's, I, I do know if, if anything were to happen, it's going to be an easy fix. It's not yeah. going to be redesigned, yeah, bullshit, no. all it's, this other crap. It's it's a good looking ring. It's just it's much simple. It's much more simple. Yeah, we got away from the three screw after we talked yep. about the whole. You know, you guys have a problem torquing three roots, three screws in a row. <laughs> you know, one two three, one two three, one two three, one two yep. three, and they just keep loosening up, keep loosening up. That's why we got rid of three screws at every position to the two screws. Mm -hmm. uh, we kept the same screw size, so we added a lot of meat around all those areas. Uh, reinforce the the pivot point on the clamp mm -hmm. like i said titanium recoil lug uh, all the hardware is still anodized and that same level built in the base they're pretty badass and i thought it interesting it's 45 and 25? 25 45 yep yeah. 25 on the top cap 45 at the base that's just to mimic the tika and yep. hopefully these same uh it's the same screw same diameter, same mm -hmm. everything on the Tika, yep. so we're hoping it holds the same. But there's no rules for this shit. It's not like somebody gives you some scope ring manufacturing rules. You kind of, yeah. you make some, you test the torque, everything holds, and, and you go yep. from there. Yep. And they look good. You know, all of those torques are actually over the torque spec of the bolt. I have a set I put on that Seiko, and Tanya was shooting, and she's like, fuck, I like where that level's at. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The level right in your left eye. I, I. That's one of the reasons why we wanted to make some rings. So. All right, we all done. We have a we have a giveaway. Oh, we do for a five star review. Nice. Um, really small print, so forgive my reading, but I think it's Bone FXR. Nice. Is a five star. Bone, it's Bone Fixer. Oh yeah. Maybe maybe he's bone, some type of doctor. Bone Fix. It's yeah. It's fucking tiny print. Bone <laughs> FXR. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure it's short for fixer. Let let us know. We need your shirt size. And oh, I'll maybe read. he's like the tech that does the the casts. The, oh, yeah. the casts. Yeah. I thought that was going to go another way, but <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying. <laughs> I kept it on the PC I level. You guys it. were going well, straight yeah, for this, fucker. This, this yeah. plays into what he wrote on the review. Oh, okay, okay. It says it's small, so I'm trying. It says everything shooting, <laughs> everything shooting. He says great practical content with excellent insights into shooting, rifle building, reloading, maximizing performance, and cool gear. Every episode is gold. Nice. But this is the funny part. Only wish I could listen with the kids in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that does kind of suck. We we try to be on our best behavior. You know what you guys could do uh, is make. Two versions of the podcast. One's kid friendly with some beeps, and one not. Beep, 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 Luke, beep, yeah, exactly. Beep, beep, Luke beep. just passed out when you said that because all the editing <laughs> <laughs> just fucking passed out in there. Thunk. Oh shit! So anyway, send us uh, your shirt size. Email us at marketing at pot marketing at shoot .com. Well, tell him he he ain't getting no fucking shirt if he ain't following us on YouTube. Oh yeah, very Every, important. Everybody, we got to get to a thousand listeners. So. Or, sorry, sorry, thousand subscribers, and we're at like five twenty. If you like the content, we're trying to make some money. We've done a lot of money into this shoot to hunt gig. Yep. Go and, follow and, us on. Shoot and to we got to deal with form and shit. It's just yeah. you gotta give us a break. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. <laughs>